welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We are starting our new series today, and it is going to be very, 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 very great. Um, so for the next period of time, you would have seen the new um, series, Health, to Think, Live and Love Like Jesus. That's going to be our focus for September, October and November, which I'm truly excited about. Our Vision Sunday 2021 is going to be November 29th, which is going to be really cool. I'm very excited to share some stuff um, with you guys. I'm going to be bouncing um, some of that stuff with our core team over the coming weeks and um, leadership team um, and just start to pray into it. Um, really excited. Had the thought around 2021 um in about mm, june last year um maybe or uh, july last year so that's going to be super excited the lord really spoke together and then about a month or so after that um he was pretty clear on 2021's vision so i just love the fact that even though we're in a global pandemic um the lord is uh locked in fixed in focused speaking full of hope full of life Um, achieved everything for us on the cross and now we get to outwork it and not allow external circumstance to dictate our internal reality because peace is an inside job. Um, It's really challenging, but it's actually possible. It's not a um, like a jerk comment from a pastor or a Christian leader to say, oh, don't let the external um, dictate your life. It's actually biblical. It's um, expected from God that we grow into living and thinking and loving like Jesus. And Jesus never allowed the external to determine, dictate what was actually going on on the inside of him because peace was an inside job. It's exactly why he could sleep in the storm. Um, So uh, health, to think, live and love like Jesus, that's our theme. We're going to pick it apart. We're going to delve into it. We're going to go tool-based and teaching-based We're going to take our time um, and really open it up. And honestly, um, for those that have been intentional um, with leaning in to the vision of our church, um, those that have listened to messages when they weren't at church, those that listened to messages when they couldn't watch online, those that have been in step with the vision and culture and the teaching of the church over the last uh, two and a half years um, since Lee and I took over, um, you would be fully aware that Every single message has been building. Uh, And I really feel like um, we're going to hit a level come Vision Sunday and announce next year and the last three years is going to make sense leading into our fourth year. Um, So that's super important. So this series is part of the overall picture that the last two and a half years has been building into. All of our series, if you go back and write all the teaching down, you'll see it just culminating and developing and commencing into... Um, the heart that the Lord has for us as a people in our community um, and in amongst our strangers and work colleagues, families and friends. So I'm super excited that this series is absolutely critical um, to back up the last two and a half years of teaching 
um, and it's going to lead us into Vision Sunday and into our 2021 vision of what he has put on us as Echo Church. I hope you get excited about this and are praying about this and actually become obsessed with Jesus and obsessed with his church. I think that if you're obsessed with Jesus, you are inevitably obsessed with his church because the church is his body, which he bled and died for, the body, the family coming together, fit it all perfectly and encouraging each other and then going out and um, changing the world. So I pray that you are um, growing in that and your love for people is growing, um, but we are going to hit this series hard and it's going to be amazing. Um, so Bible and Presence has been our last 20 weeks of teaching, Bible and Presence. Um, so a reminder of our ultimate goal, of heaven's ultimate goal, of God's ultimate goal um, Jesus was clear with this goal and it was that heaven would come to earth and that the disciples, the apostles, the believers of Jesus would actually believe that Jesus wasn't lying or teasing or mixing his words and that they would actually, before the second coming of Christ, that they would take him up on his word, model the life of Jesus, the thinking of Jesus and the loving like Jesus and, and see as much of heaven fill and flood the earth as possible before Jesus comes back to gather a glorious church which is thriving on the earth. That's our belief, that Jesus will come back for a glorious church and the church will be thriving in all elements and the most healthy that it's ever been. This is not wishful thinking. This is biblical and that's what we're believing for. This is our heart, that Jesus would come back for a church and he's not coming back until the church is thriving and uh, there's awakening all over the planet and the words of Jesus are coming to pass and that's heaven coming to earth. What is, what is it? It's his kingdom come. That's everything good, perfect and pleasing. The realm of God, the authority of God invading every crack of society and every person. His will being done, it's simply his heart's desire. If those two things are happening, then everything that God is and everything that God values is showing up. If those two things are happening, if the kingdom's coming and the, his will is being done, then two things are hap- then these things are happening. If those two things are happening, then this is happening. People are encountering Jesus and saying yes to him. People are getting healed. Signs, wonders, and miracles are flowing. Families are being restored. Believers will be high-level influencers in all levels of government, culture, and society. Family, workplace, communities. That is heaven coming to earth. It was always intended to be practical. It was always intended to be tangible and it was always intended to be measurable. And it was always meant to be released through you. It's not a prayer that you pray that God does it. No, no, no. God empowers, God released grace, God's already anointed you, God's already given you everything you need for life and godliness, Peter says. His divine spirit has given you everything you need for life and godliness, a life full of following God's ways, thoughts and actions. It's, he set you up. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The Lord is your shepherd, you shall not lack. You've been given access to the throne. You never not have access. You've been anointed. You've been justified. You've been made righteous. You've been co-buried, co-crucified and co-resurrected with Jesus. God sees you as holy and blameless and perfect and pleasing in his sight. He's proud of you before you do anything. If you did nothing for the rest of your life, you would still go to heaven and he'd still be proud 
and pleased because he has this incredible ability to separate what you do and who you are. He loves you if you do nothing and he loves you if you do everything. Reward is different in heaven. There'll be reward for those that do and take up his promise and believe and influence. There's great reward. There's great eternal reward. Rewards are real. Crowns are real. Um, um, blessings, um, multiplying once we get to heaven is real. We give an account for our life. He rewards Some things will burn up, 1 Corinthians 3 says, that we build with silver, hay or straw. Those things that are temporal, those things that are just um, no motive towards the Lord or towards towards the eternal or towards people. Those things burn up. But for the things that were for people and for God and for life and all that God was, those things remain and then we're then given reward. So his love is not determined by what you do, but by who you are, but rewards based on what you do with the motive heart of humility and love and honor and self-sacrifice and agape active love towards people and towards him and I love that he's doing this in us um, first and I love that he wants heaven to come to earth but it's meant to come through you it's not a begging God it's not a pleading God it's not a I hope one day he does something if it's your will no 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 the if it's your will prayer is an illegal prayer it's an illegal New Testament prayer we no longer pray if it's your will because throughout the New Testament it's clear that through his kind intention he has shown us his will he's he's no longer calling us slaves but friends because friends know what the master is doing are you guys getting excited are you guys commenting are you guys quoting little one-liners are you guys um excited about what god is doing i love this phrase transformed people transform cities god cares about the individual but he cares about the city i love that God said, go into all the world, preach the gospel of the kingdom, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, um, preach the gospel of the kingdom to the poor, and, um, and everywhere you go, make disciples of all nations. It wasn't just make disciples of individuals. He's called us to disciple nations. What if we sowed into a person in India and, and, and established a kingdom um, leadership network that influenced the whole city? Would that be Echo Church discipling a nation? I think it would be. Dreaming about Thailand, Southeast Asia with Tim and Bron, and they absolutely, with their governmental access and the favor that's on their life. And I feel like right now, there's doors opening um, now, like right now. Yeah, right now. I feel like there's going to be emails and there's going to be some spe- um, specific news coming um, in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, some specific thoughts and prophecies making sense and um, dreams in the night and waking up in the morning feeling peace about something that you weren't sure about and you know the answer. Um, yeah. What if sowing into them and then um, leaders developing all over Thailand is Echo Church discipling nations? He's called us to not just worry about one person, but cities. He loves cities. And I love this phrase, transform people, transform cities. It implies that you cannot give what you don't have. And I love that revival starts in my heart. Often church history is about people that go home after a Sunday service 
um, unfortunately, and complain about the service, but they're not willing to do anything that they want to happen in the service. I just wish there was more presence flowing in the service. How are you demonstrating that in your life? What are you actually doing? Are you praying for the worship team? Are you praying before church? Are you gathering people to pray? Are you actually modeling that? Often we just talk without doing. And I want to encourage you that heaven to earth is meant to come through you, not you just praying that someone else does it. Transform people, transform cities. This implies that you cannot give what you don't have. It's a true statement. You cannot give what you don't have. Peter says it in Acts chapter 4 when he's at the gate beautiful at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when the beggar was begging and Peter and John were fired up after the ascension of Jesus and they're now the privilege of modeling the church and the kingdom life and the beggar said, give us some gold um, and give us some stuff. And Peter said, look at me. And he said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Wow. It's true. We can't give what we don't have. You cannot give someone $1,000 cash if you don't have it. I mean, that sounds just absolutely moronic to say, because of course you can't give someone $1,000 if you don't have it. But why can't you give someone $1,000 if you don't have it? Because it's not in your possession. Like you don't actually have it. It's not in your pocket. It's not in your pants. It's not in your wallet. It's not in your jacket. It's not in your car. It might not even be in your bank account. Actually, it might be in your bank account. And this is the whole deal that we've been talking about for three years is the Lord has put everything in your account. But until it actually becomes in your possession, you can't actually give that $1,000 away. Transform people, transform cities. You can't give $1,000 if you don't have thousand dollars in your possession you can't give what you don't have peter had it so he could give it he went on a three-year journey with the lord was transformed from simon to peter and he started discipling cities and influencing churches and got up on the day of pentecost in the early church and said this is that and he got to lead the early church into everything that god had ordained and planned since the beginning of time it's the same with spirituality I can't give $1,000 if I don't have it in my possession. It might be my account, but if it's not in my possession, I cannot give it. It's only a thought. It's only a wish. It's only a hope. It's in my account. Hey, it's in my account. See my statement. And the guy's like, yeah, you, I want $1,000. You can't give it to him if it's not in your possession. It's the same spiritually. But you might say, Justin... You've been talking about everything's in your account. God's put everything in your account. His presence has given you everything you need for life and godliness. And I'll say, yep, that's true. It's absolutely true. Everything is in your account. You are the finished version of you, but you're just unpacking what that really means and believing how he already sees you and what you've already been given. That's all true. But actually what qualifies us to give it away, to release heaven on earth is us committing and undergoing an intentional journey of seeing all what God has put into our account at salvation and slowly making its way into our possession where it becomes a reality in our daily lives. Banning Liebshire wrote, uh, uh, announced the book, I think it's called A Three Mile Journey. Um, if you want to read um, just about how revival gains traction, Banning's books are really, he, there's a grace on him um, to help 
um, an intentional journey and practicalities of um, believing orthodox truths, prayer, word, worship, fellowship, church attendance, all those fundamental things that help transform us um, into um, seeing revival translate. Um, sorry, I'm looking down here. There's no notes here, but I'm just, um, I don't know what's going on. Um, so Banning would be really good to delve into. I think it's called A Three Mile Journey. Um, and, and he posted about this book, Three Mile Journey. I'm announcing this book. I'm releasing this book. Um, and then Bill Johnson wrote a comment on it and said, amazing, proud of you, love you, because Banning was brought up under the influence of um, Bill and Bill's a father in his life. And then Banning wrote, thanks Pastor Bill, pretty much everything in the book um, I stole from you. And which is funny and it's true and it's great and we've got some weirdness in Christianity about people using other people's messages and all that sort of stuff and it can get super weird with people judging that. But Bill said this comment like only Bill can and it's pure and the motive was absolute gold and I cried. Well, I teared up, I wept when I read it and he said, um, Bill wrote back and said, thank you, but once it's in you, it's yours. So Banning saying, hey, I stole everything from you, almost like 5% sheepish, 95% confident who he is in God. But there's this, this it's clear, it's, it's like, yeah, but I stole it from you. Yeah, it's mainly he's good, but there's a little bit, yeah, it's fun and tongue in cheek. And Bill said, no, 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 once it's in you, it's yours. We're talking about account versus possession and transform people, transform cities. And our goal is to think, live and love like Jesus so heaven can come to earth and it absolutely floored me. Meaning once you believe it, embrace it and apply it, it's yours. We talk a lot about how second rev- secondhand revelation isn't really good. And of course, there's nothing like hearing it from God. But hearing it from someone else is only um, life transforming if we take the time to embrace it, believe it and apply it. And then it's ours to give away. We cannot give what we don't have. And as you live it out, then it becomes a reality in your life. You have the authority to give it away. But you only have the authority to give it away when it, beca- when it comes out of your account into your possession. How does it come from your account into your possession? Through going on an intentional journey to believe it, embrace it, and apply it, and letting people in so that consistency grows and it starts to manifest in your life. You can only give away what is in your possession. We cannot fake this life we cannot fake this life the seven sons of Sceva in Acts they tried to fake the life demons were oppressing and, and running rampant in a city and they said in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches come out in the name of Jesus in whom Paul preaches there was no possession there there was no reality of a relationship with Jesus a growing relationship with Jesus a a, 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 an intentional journey of becoming healthy and whole of letting people in to give feedback there was none of that so there was no authority and there was no possession and when he said in the name of Jesus in whom Paul preaches come out they turned on him and whipped him and he left naked bleeding and bruising man we cannot fake this kingdom life This whole, kingdom, this whole kingdom being released deal does not come through quoting or memorizing scriptures. Heaven comes to earth when we commit to a journey of embracing, believing, and applying truth and letting people in so that truth becomes a reality and we are continually set free by it. 
So this next three months, transitioning right now in my message. So this next three months is all about evaluating our lives. Like really taking stock, doing a stock take, asking questions of people in our life. Hey, does what I preach about, does what I sing about, does what I, um, does what I live out, is it reflecting the heart of Jesus? Can you show me a mirror? Holy Spirit, show me a mirror. Husband, show me a mirror. Wife, show me a mirror. Friend, show me a mirror. We should be getting a mirror shown to us by three different people. If it's only one or if it's only two, it can be dysfunctional. And we're only listening and hearing things what we want to hear. We can manipulate our thoughts really well. But that three-phase um, three mirror deal is really important. Holy Spirit, our spouse or really close friend, and also a peer or a friend that we trust. So this next three months is us evaluating our lives and doing a stock take and actually seeing how we're doing how everything that is for us and expected out of us is truly playing out in our lives. These are beautiful, healthy questions. And ultimately asking this very important question. Is my life a testimony of a person who thinks, lives and loves like Jesus? Is my life a testimony of a person who thinks, lives and loves like Jesus? This is week one. This is building a foundation for where we're heading over the next three months. And here is our foundational scripture that we're about to read for this health series. Thank you, God. Okay, here we go. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. I'm not gonna, we're not going to pull apart this today. We're going to take time to pull it apart over the next three months. It will morph off. Some verses will lead into other verses, other chapters, other thoughts, other tools, other practical um, ways of applying truth in the life of Jesus. We can't unpack this all today, nor next week or the week after. We're going to sit on this for three months. Why is it important? Because this was the only model that Jesus set up in the church. And it's got ramifications and it's got challenges attached to it. And we're going to take our time and read it. Ephesians is the book of the month for those that are aware. Okay, here we go. Ephesians 4. I believe it'll be up on the screen. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Um, I'm not, you could start at verse 7 to get a little bit more context, but verse 11 is enough for us for this series. Verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. We could stop there. Christ gave gifts to the church. These were the gifts. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So it's His work and it's His church, but He gave people to benefit it, to help it, and to raise it up. This is not a five-fold ministry series but we are going to look at it and the model that Jesus set. Um, it's not our focus, but we're going to use it as um, at times to explain the heart of the Father for people and for us influencing people and loving people well. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13, this will continue until 
We all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. Remember the word knowledge there is gnisko, gnosko, Greek word to know by experience. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and experience of God's Son that we will become mature. Wow, it's heavy. In the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. There's 10 weeks of teaching right there. Verse 13, then we will no longer be immature like children. Come on. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Verse 15, instead, a result of, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Sounds like part of our last series with presence and becoming like Jesus. Becoming, uh, growing every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Verse 16, and our final verse in this passage for our series, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly, not partially, but perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Can we repeat that last line? So the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. All together at home out loud. So that the body is healthy, growing, and full of love. And those that didn't do it because they felt embarrassed. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Well done. I'm proud of you. This passage of Scripture is going to be our passage for the next three months. As I said, we're going to delve into it. Um, this is going to be so, so good. I think I've got 10 minutes to go. Oh man, this is so good. So good. Okay, so what I want to do just in the remaining five or eight or 10 minutes, um, I just want to look at the last two verses of this uh, passage. So verse 11 to 16, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 are our main verses. There's so much in them. So what I want to do, I want to look at verse 15 and 16 today, and then we'll look at verse 11 and 12 next week. So I want to start a bit backwards. I want to, I want to start at the culmination, um, the, 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 um, the, the fruit uh, of the verse 11, 12, 13, 14, and look at the fruit of those verses, which is 15 and 16. So let's look at 15 and 16, because let's look at the goal, which is heaven to earth. But verse 15 and 16 bring heaven to earth and make it a bit more practical for us, which ties in with present series a little bit and the Bible series. So we're going to look at verse 15 and 16 now as our ultimate goal and what we want to see Echo Church known as, what we want the individuals of Echo Church to be known as, what I know you want to be known as with your friends, those that don't know Jesus. Let's look at verse 15 and 16, and then next week we're going to start with verse 11 and 12 and launch into it, knowing that verse 15 and 16 are the goal. Does that make sense to you at home? Awesome. Verse 15, Ephesians 4 and verse 15. I hope you're experiencing His presence and you're able to experience His presence and listen, because this is not a performance or something that we just listen to once and forget. If it is, then we can't grow ever. <laughs> That's true. Verse 15. Um, instead, we will speak the truth in love. So there is a response from verse 11, 12, 13, 14. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way 
more and more like Christ. There's so much in that. More like Christ would have been enough. But he said more and more, growing in every way, more and more like Christ. Growing in every way, more and more like Christ. It reminds me of our series title, Think, Live and Love Like Jesus. Paul's saying, hey guys, um, verse 11, 12, 13, 14 Um, if we do these things, if we value these things, if we embrace these things, if we apply these things, if we grow in areas that we didn't want to grow in and let people in and challenge us and show us a mirror and with humility grow and ask the presence to come and grace to increase, as we do that, um, we will start to speak the truth in love and then we'll grow. There'll be grace to grow. Yeah. There'll be grace to grow. Grace to grow in every way, not grace to grow in some ways. Wow. There'll be grace to grow in every way. Someone write that. There'll be grace to grow in every way. There'll be grace to grow in every way. Not some ways, but every way. um, Every way more and more like Christ. To to think, live and love like Christ. I want want people. I want my reputation. I want the rumors. I want vicious God rumors. I don't know if vicious can be linked to God. If vicious is a negative. I don't know. But I want um, rampant. Rampant God rumors. I want mumbling, mumbling and muttering. I want, I want people talking behind my back in the community that they're just shocked at my life. They're shocked at how we live. My, my, my greatest heart, I, this is it. This is top shelf, my heart for Echo Church. That there are constant testimonies from the community about People from Echo Church that they have encountered and experienced through all the different ways that we express love and something is happening and you're getting a reputation and we are getting a reputation of thinking and living and loving like Jesus. Verse 15 really ties in when we highlighted this about our presence series. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, growing in every way. You are graced to grow more and more like Christ. He hasn't set you up. He's given you grace, which increases. We grow in grace and favor and stature with God and man. That's a seven-hour series teaching. When we mention, this is our present series, when we mention that the main role of the Holy Spirit the indwelling presence was to transform us into the image of Jesus and how God already sees us now. That is the goal, to think, live and love like Jesus. Paul's echoing it in Ephesians 4. He's saying, instead we'll speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ. Growing into the image and conformity of Christ is the goal, that our lives would be the same of Jesus. Remember Romans 8.28. God predestined you. He pre-planned you to be conformed into the image of his son. Let's read it here. Romans 8, 29. For he knew all about us before we were born and he destined us from the beginning of time to share in the likeness of his son. I want people to talk about me and say, he's just like Jesus. Like I want that. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Wow. So what's the goal? What's our goal? What is our why? Why do we exist as a church? It's heaven to earth. How's that going to be achieved? Bible, presence. Man, if we combine Bible and presence far out, but what should that result in? If it just stays with Bible, eh, 
if it just stays with presence, eh, what should be the fruit of Bible plus presence and believing and embracing and applying them and letting people in and growing in Bible and presence? What should be the fruit of it? What should be the goal of it? It's health and wholeness. It's to become healthy and whole. Bible plus presence that is believed and applied brings freedom. It brings wholeness. If Bible and presence isn't applied and believed and embraced, it will you won't grow. <laughs> like you <laughs> you won't grow. You won't change. Decade after decade, you nothing will change. It's it's just the way it is. Bible plus presence that isn't believed and applied won't bring freedom. You'll know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's it, that it becomes a reality in our life. Put more clearly and specifically, Bible plus pleasance. Pleasance? Bible plus... Bible plus presence causes us, when believed, embraced and applied, to think live and love like Jesus. And that's the line of our presence series. And Paul beautifully addresses this and he incredibly articulates the heart of God for the church and what we need to be aware of and pursue so that the goal can come to pass. That's Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. He addresses this. He looks at it. He, 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 he nails some areas that are imperative that we believe, embrace, and apply. And then the fruit of it is verse 16, which is, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Wow. I want Echo Church to be known for a group of people that all fit together perfectly who know exactly what their special work is. It's why we did the white course last year. It's why we did the school last year. It's why that we are working to um, meet with people and leaders and, 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 and navigate with them and discover with them where they will flourish in church because everyone's been given their own special work. And not only that, but who put it to use and encourage one another. I want us to be known um, as a people that are healthy and growing and full of love, like Paul says, because we think live and love like Jesus. The person that thinks lives and love like Jesus, the church that thinks lives and loves like Jesus, will be known for being healthy, growing, and full of love. Man, this is a big deal. So I want us over this next three months to really take stock do a stock take, evaluate our life, evaluate what's coming out of our life to really go through the life of Jesus because Jesus was the epitome of health and wholeness. He brought heaven to earth everywhere he went. So we must take time to look at the life of Jesus and see how he did it and to look at how he set up his church and what he values, to look at how he taught, to look at how he thought. How did Jesus treat people? How did he communicate with people? How did he believe in people? How did he move in power? Like, how do you stack up compared to Jesus? It's not, it's not okay to go, well, he's Jesus and, and I'm not. No, 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 no. 
We've dealt with that over the last two and a half years. He became man so that we could live exactly the same as he did. He lived with the same limitations that we do. This is it. We're going to go through this. We're going to look at how we treat people. We're going to look at how Jesus treated people and do we treat people the same. We're going to look at um, how we treat people with opposing views. We're going to treat people, uh, we're going to learn how to treat people really well and honoring and loving. We're, we're going to learn how to keep our love on if someone offends us. Yeah, we're going to look at how actually it's um, New Testament New Testament reality to be unoffendable. There's a difference between offense and hurt. Hurt produces um, an opportunity to communicate how we feel and relationships become deeper. Offense causes bitterness and anger and um, frustration and envy and jealousy and all the other demons that are attached to offense. Hurt is natural. It's going to happen. But as we go on a journey to see people the way that Jesus saw people, to identify how we can love everyone really well, as we learn that revival starts in our hearts and we learn that what's in our account wants to get into our possession because we can't give what we don't have because transform people transform cities. When we can get this, it's over. It is over. In 2021... Wow, it's, yeah, it's going to be an absolute joke of how good it's going to be. I'm going to pray for you guys right now. And then I think Leroy's going to jump up. So Jesus, I thank you for what I said. I'm not sure what I said, but you do. It felt good. Um, I thank you for this series. I thank you for Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. I thank you for health and wholeness i thank you jesus that you personified it health and wholeness in the dictionary has your face next to it jesus which enabled you to think really well to live really well and to love really well which caused heaven to come to earth i thank you god that we are going to be known as a community that loves well thinks well and lives well according to the life of jesus i thank you that 1 john 2 6 says that those that live in him must live like jesus did Wow, it's so, it's so strong, God. God, I thank you that your grace is present and enables us to grow in every way, more and more like Christ. So I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that you're going to give us practical tools, like how to communicate with people when we get hurt, how to not store up bitterness and anger and frustration and leave church without communicating. I thank you that you're going to help us like love people well. I thank you that you're going to help us have hard conversations. That you're going to learn us and give us tools how to communicate, how to convey what's in our heart, how to ask questions, how to believe the best, how to invite people into our life, how to go on a journey to invite mothers and fathers to speak in, how to build friendships. I thank you that the tools and the practical and the workshops and the really basic fundamentals of communication and honesty are going to be outworked in this series. It's not just going to be teaching, but it's going to be application. I thank you, Jesus, that you want us fitted together perfectly, healthy, growing, and full of love. In Jesus' name, amen.